The challenge with having an online business is that people cannot physically go to your store and have a feeling with who you are, what you offer, and maybe even feel and touch your products. That is why I hear a lot of people saying that a lot of things are scams or frauds in the online world. In this episode, I'm diving deeper into how to make the offline benefits work in an online world so that you will build a business that people trust and want to come back for more. Hello, my name is Myrthe from Light Green Living and you're listening to the Light Green Living podcast, a podcast where we focus on creating your ultimate happy place, whatever that is for you. From traveling, entrepreneurship, the highs and the lows, if you're someone that's looking for real, funny and honest information in this online world while figuring out how to create your own happy place, this podcast is for you. Let's get started. boy, it is so incredibly windy today here uh, in Portugal. I woke up from the rain and the storm in the middle of the night because it was just so incredibly loud. But at the same time, I also love stormy days because it gives me kind of like this cozy vibe feelings. And maybe while I'm recording this episode for you, you even maybe hear the wind in the background. But I think my iPhone will filter that out probably. Anyhow, how are you? Um, I am planning some amazing collaborations in the background with other incredibly beautiful online entrepreneurs for some real and raw entrepreneurship talk soon. So hold on tight for one of the next upcoming episodes. (laughs) But let's dive into this challenge that you have as an online entrepreneur or somebody that just starts out is facing. Because how an offline store, store, um, for example, like Zara, immediately can give you a certain feeling when you walk into the store because you can touch the clothes, you can fit them, you can try them on, you can even talk with your friend or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, uh, yeah, how, you're, how the clothes are fitting and how you feel and how you look. Or for example, when you want to start working out, you go to one of your local gyms nearby and you immediately get an impression of the gyms, the equipment, uh, you can talk with somebody at the reception, how everything works. And after all those things, you decide if you want to become a member or not. And this is not directly possible when you have an online brand. People cannot walk literally in your shop or gym to see what the vibe is and talk immediately to you. And that is why this special sentence of today's episode is humanize your business. But first... I have to tell you a bit about the customer journey. Uh, Before you ever would walk into a Zara or a local gym that I just talked about, is in most cases you already heard from this store or this gym before. Um, This could be via friend or Google or an advertisement, social media, whatsoever. But mostly you already heard about this store or this gym or this service provider in some kind of way. And we call this in the customer journey, we call this the awareness phase. And 
from the awareness phase, we go into the consideration phase. And um, that means, like, would a person like me, for example, be interested in getting a membership at that gym, at that local gym, or not? If I, again, would go to the normal gym, I would want to talk with a friendly person. I would want to uh, see uh, what they can offer me. I will talk with them about my uh, challenges that I'm facing and the reason why I want to start wa- working out. And then I listen to uh, maybe the receptionist or a trainer at the gym, how they can help me. And then maybe they show me around, show me all the equipment. Uh, I get a feeling of the gym, so I kind of feel... Uh, for me, for example, it's very important that there is not only like hundreds of men working out with like those big muscles and I'm like the only girl that's working out because then I would feel like super insecure. Um, so for me, that's all like of important aspects if I would eventually go over to a purchase to getting a membership at that gym or not. And this is exactly what you should do with your online business. Everything a customer would want uh, in, an, in an offline space, you have to create online. You have to optimize that consideration phase. And how do you do that? By humanizing your brand and a lot of other things. But humanizing your brand is one of the most important things. And this you can do via various ways. But I'm going to discuss uh, the ones that I'm using up until this day because I know these things work. (laughs) And first of all, as easy as it seems, the first thing that I humanized in my brand and that makes my brand and my business feel me and personal, and that's also the way how I connect with my audience, is this podcast, for example. Because you can listen to my voice. I am speaking in a way like how, how, how I would speak to a friend on a birthday party. And I'm speaking a lot with the word you. Which when you listen to me, you have the feeling that is a one-on-one conversation sort of. <laughs> Although you cannot talk back. <laughs> but you have the feeling that I'm talking to you. And I share my personal stories, I share my ups and downs of entrepreneurship and everything that's happening in my business. I sometimes talk about how my life currently is here in Portugal or with different travels that I'm experiencing and what kind of beautiful things happened to me the last months. And via this way, you will get to know me more and you decide if you're like me or not. Which builds, uh, which builds a connection with you. And probably if you already listened to a few episodes uh, from my podcast, from the Like We're Living podcast, uh, you kind of have a vibe with my business because otherwise you would drop out after five minutes uh, of listening to one episode and then you're like, okay, um, this is not my cup of tea. I will go look and search for information somewhere else. And that is the beauty about humanizing brands. Because by showing a personality, by showing who you are, you will attract people that like you and uh, find inspiration within you. 
And that is eventually you attracting the most beautiful and perfect clients to work with. The same I do, for example, with my Instagram. I'm sharing on Instagram stories a lot of personal things like about my weekend, new trips I'm planning and behind the scenes of my business. And now I maybe hear you thinking, hey, but I'm just starting out and I don't have a lot of special things to say because I remember this so vividly when I just started out. I was like, yeah, I'm living in my apartment somewhere in the Netherlands. Yeah, what could I share? I could share uh, how I work behind my laptop. Um, but would people actually look at that, for example? Uh, I am not that cool like you. You're already traveling a lot. Um, you have so much to tell and to experience. And uh, people would love to watch that, but not me as a beginning entrepreneur that just works from home. And I get that. I had exactly the same feeling, like what would people think that would be interesting <laughs> for them to, to look at or to build a connection with me. But I always say, if you don't start sharing things about who, uh, that you makes you, then people will never get to know you. And you will be surprised, literally, how uh, much things that you believe it's boring or not interesting that other people love to watch or love to see or love to know about you. Um, let me think about an example that I had when I first started out. I think it was literally I was recording a reel in one of my, uh, in my study room and in the background you saw a little bit of my laundry rack. Um, And there was like a t-shirt visible and a pants or something. And then somebody comment like, hey, I, uh, I just bought the same shirt like you. Uh, I love that store, blah, 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 blah. And I was not even talking about clothes. I was just, I don't know, sharing a, a business tip via my reels a couple of years ago. But even that already and the rest was just like a white plain background. Um, or people just comment like, oh, uh, Um, when I went out in the weekends to like uh, walk in nature or something like I got comments like oh I love to walk too or um, where do you go in the Netherlands for hiking or stuff like that you know so sometimes you just think like oh yeah that's a regular normal weekend for me or that's just something in the background in my house and then before you know people can actually recognize themselves and things that for you seem so common and so normal so don't forget that um, you have a lot of interesting things to show and to uh, yeah to let people know and sometimes it helps as well is if you look to other people's life like reality shows for example what do you find fascinating what do you love to watch what do you love to see and yeah it's maybe good to write it down to see what you can share and what you can implement in your own Um, in your own way, how to humanize your brand. Um, same I do with my emails. Um, the language that I'm using is very informal. And I specifically choose this uh, very uh, purpose um, on purpose because I want you to get the real me. Uh, because the way I'm speaking to you right now and the way I'm communicating via my socials and in my emails is the exactly the same way how I talk in real life. 
So for me, when people see me in real life, I always get comments like, oh, you're exactly the same as on, as online, as offline, offline, and that's what I love about you. You're sharing the ups and the downs, you're being so real and raw, and um, yeah, that's just a choice that I made for my business. But by using a specific language within the text that you're communicating, or even in the... Um, um, when you put like um, automated captions, if you record a video where you're talking and then you put like the subtitles under it. Uh, even then, it's so important that you um, yeah, make this to your uh, own language. Then another thing which is very uh, important in this, um, in this phase, in the consideration phase, is... People always want to first tip their toes a bit in the water before they go all in. That's why having a various of offers from low to high price is incredibly important. Because most people first want to try out a cheaper service or product before they're going to purchase a more elaborate product, a more expensive product, a more high ticket product. That is why I chose to have a lot of free value for you, like my social media posts, the emails, the podcast, various freebies that you can use before I guide you through one of my paid options, like a content calendar, for example, which is one of my low ticket offers. And this is exactly the same with how my journey uh, went when I was eventually wanted to have a personal trainer is I went to the gym a lot but I went to a local gym when I still lived in the Netherlands and I was really looking for a gym where I felt comfortable so that was number one reason I wanted to have a gym where there were also a lot of people who looked same like me and not all, all like bodybuilder body because I don't have that type of body and I'm not sure if I, I never, I would never in a million years want that body. But my goal was to feel more confident in my body. But if I would put myself in an environment where there are only like this fit girls and fit boys, um, then I already felt stupid before I even start working out. Um, so I did that multiple times when I went to gyms and then I had no clue with kind, which kind of exercises I should do. And I only paid like, what was it, like 20 euros for a monthly membership. And um, while I was doing exercises that I found on YouTube or when I had like a really like confident day, I would say I asked like one of the trainers that walked around there, hey, can you show me like how to do this and this this and this exercise? But even for me at that point in time, which was like six or seven years ago, I felt so incredibly insecure to even ask one of those trainers that looked incredibly fit. That gap for me was already so big to ask them like, what what should I do? Um, That I didn't went to the gym as often as I maybe wanted to because I felt so insecure and I had no clue where to start. And then when my boyfriend and I started traveling, I realized that it became even more challenging to get my movement in because during the week I was working a lot. Um, And then 
if you move places a lot, you're not going to apply for a membership at the gym every single month, I would say. So um, for me, it was like, okay, what is another thing that I could do to stay on track, to feel more confident in my body, to get more strength, to feel more beautiful and feel more confident? What can I do? And then for me, eventually, I got a personal trainer an online personal trainer that now uh, has together with my boyfriend on Monday and Thursdays, we have an online 45 minute session, uh, one-on-one. I can do everything at home uh, without like a 20 people looking at me or not that they did, but I had the feeling that a lot of hashtag fit boy and fit girls were looking at me, how I had no clue how to use those machines in the gym. Um, and then I eventually went to the personal trainer. So what you see here and what I'm trying telling you is that first I tried, I had the discover phase, like I heard from people in, the, uh, in my surroundings, like, oh, this is a nice gym, you can go there. Then I went for kind of low ticket, mid ticket price as a man- membership, 20 euros a month or 30 euros it became to um, yeah to go to the gym by myself and do the exercises by myself without any guidance and then eventually I figured out that I needed something else and that I want to invest in myself and that my lifestyle changed so much that I wanted to have sorry to have a personal trainer so that's how it goes and that's why it's so valuable to have um, to have different offers as well um, to get people through this consideration consideration phase and to build that trust with your online brand because you do that by connecting on a personal level but you also do that to give multiple offers so people can first try things try things out after after they like you they're like okay cool i have the feeling this girl or this boy can help me with certain challenges challenges i'm facing right now in my life but let's maybe try first like a medium or low uh, price ticket to see if, uh, if that's what I need, if that's the quality that I'm looking for. And then when they become a fan of your product or service, they eventually go to maybe a higher price ticket offer. Um, and this is also how we establish trust, which a lot of people in the online space are complaining about that a lot of online businesses are fake. And I believe if you add all these personal elements and you have different levels where you can take your client and your customer through those phases, you will increase uh, trust and you will create those cheerleaders for life for your business. And let me see, um, because I, <laughs> I always notice when I start explaining things and I already script uh, a little bit of this episode out and I'm like, okay, where did I end and what what, I, what was I saying again? Um, and then, oh yeah, and then uh, last but not less, uh, yeah, and then last but not less important, uh, your online branding. I always say first impressions count. It's the same again when we take the Zara example or maybe the gym example. This is offline. You can go to that store, but before you enter that store, you meet you you see the shopping window. You look at that shopping window or you look at the entrance of that gym 
and you immediately feel a vibe coming from that store or coming from that gym. And if you already have the feeling before you want to walk through that door that you don't like the clothing in the shopping window or you feel like, oh, that gym is not very light. There's not a lot of windows. Like it's very dark or there's only like pictures of bodybuilders outside of the building. You're like, hmm, I'm not sure if this is like my cup of tea. And then you probably wouldn't enter. And this is what I say when people land on your social media or on your uh, yeah, on your website, any online presence that you have, the first impression counts. And you can do that again by humanizing your brand, that people can see your face, that they can read your text uh, and your messaging in a way that reads easy to them and that they have the feeling when they read the first few words that you immediately understand what they're going through. Um, you can do that with certain colors that you're using. If you're like a happy, vibrant, social person, that it wouldn't make sense to use like black colors because is that really representing your uh, personality? I, I, won't, I, I don't think so. It could be, but I don't think so. So it's always good always to think about how you express yourself online and if the whole image Mass of match your who you are as a person, and of course, in the end, this is a personal choice that you're making. I see also a lot of brands not using any personal things within their brands, and I'm not saying that doesn't work, but I'm telling you always these episodes <laughs> are always coming from my own experience, and I've noticed so much that by humanizing my brand that establishes certain trust, a connection with my audience, and that people think like, hey, this girl knows what she's talking about. And this girl is uh, also into um, walking at the beach or doing hikings in the weekend or eating lovely uh, cheese platters because she's also a cheese lover. And this makes connection and that this builds trust. So... I can't wait to get a few guests to the upcoming week into the LGL podcast. And this is also your chance if you are a business owner and you love to do a real and raw talk about entrepreneurship, where we go deeper into the ups and downs from your entrepreneurial journey, then hit me up <laughs> via Instagram at Light Green Living and we will have a chat to see if we can do a podcast together. For now, I wish you a beautiful rest of your week and I send you loads of hugs from this windy, stormy Portugal area south of Portugal, the Algarve. <laughs> and I talk to you next Wednesday. Watching you and you